Today's episode of Locked On Big Ten is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your business's growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, we've got Matt Sheehan, and he's talking about Heisman finalists. Why wasn't Kenneth Walker on that list? Also, we're kind of jumping around everything going on in the Big Ten right now. Basketball, football, a whole lot to get to, and we'll get to all of it with Matt right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Alongside Matt Sheehan of the Locked On Spartans, I'm Nate Dickinson here on a Friday show. Matt's in to talk about everything going on in the Big Ten right now. We're going to get some basketball wager stuff later on, too. It's been all football up till now. We see how we try our hand at this other sport now, too, in the winter. But but before we get to any of that, Matt, there was a huge, huge thing at the end of the night last night that really just changes how you have to start the show. Rutgers knocks off Purdue, Ron Harper Jr., a near half-court buzzer beater off balance on the way down as he gets it off with less than half a second to play. He... It's the buzzer beater and Rutgers storms the court to knock off number one in the Boilermakers. It, it was a storybook ending. I, we talked, neither of us had time to watch the whole game. I, I set aside time. All right. I, I look at the schedule every day. I usually don't have time to watch everything. So I set aside sure. a time frame and I, I set aside the Iowa, Iowa state game, not the Purdue Rutgers game time. So I got to see the end of that matchup, but it's just too much to watch in the day. So I didn't see all of that game. You didn't either. It's just a great way to uh, kind of start off this Big Ten basketball season, though. Get everyone excited for what's going to come up. Yeah, and, you know, Rutgers didn't have the start to the season that I think they wanted. And you start to think, oh, no, like, is, is the rack magic gone? Oh, no, they were just saving it all for this game when number one walks into their barn. And uh, what a shot <laughs> by, by Harper. Like, that. no reason that should have went in. But, hey, kid's a hell of a player. So, uh, of course, it was like the purest swoosh of all time and uh, just awesome. Awesome. And also awesome for uh, anyone that's like in the second tier of the big 10, because personally I have Purdue in the top tier all alone. Mm -hmm. No other team is with them in the big 10. I thought they would win the big 10 by three or four games. Kind of still think that, but well, last night's game. Okay. You know what? It's going to make us like MSU fans, maybe some Illinois fans, Wisconsin fans dream a little bit that uh, maybe it is up for grabs this year. So we'll, we'll see a lot of, a lot of season left. Yeah, I think that's what it really is. I, there's no question Purdue is the best team in this conference, but there is kind of this wondering as we go into conference play, is this going to be a team that is just the best in the Big Ten or just like some of those historic dominant teams yeah. that just run through conferences that we've seen out of like Kentucky's or Duke's and play people or teams like that. Purdue, I think, again, still has that kind of a potential, but what we saw last night at least gives the rest of the conference a bit of hope that maybe the Big Ten still for grabs. I'm with you. I think Purdue's still far and away the best team in this conference and going to win it by a decent margin. But it doesn't seem like, at least right now, again, this is start of December. There's a reason why up until a few years ago, we never played these conference games until the start of the new year. But we have at least a sample size now to suggest that 
this Purdue team is beatable. It is bigger and stronger and more talented than everybody else in this conference. But if Rutgers can knock off Purdue, especially with, like you said, the way Rutgers had been playing here these first yeah. few weeks, it really is encouraging that we're going to have just this kind of knock them up Big Ten season again that, that everyone really, really likes to see. And unlike in college football, really helps the conference as a whole, too, as far as that tournament yeah. is concerned at the end of the season. But again, just one really fun game. We can't talk too much about all of it because we didn't watch all of it. Let's get to the Spartans, something we can talk about. Michigan State yeah, picked go. up a win against Minnesota over last night. Minnesota's not really supposed to do all that much, but Gophers had been playing well. And they've got talented transfers coming in. But again, the Gophers, I don't think Isaiah Enan, as long as he's still there, is the only player on that roster from last season still on that roster. It was an entire overhaul of the Gophers team. But Michigan State looked good yesterday. Yeah, and also I just want to hit on well, the Purdue-Rutgers game because this will also talk, going to what I'm talking about with Michigan State, is that that Purdue-Rutgers game just reiterates the cliche that you should never apologize for a road conference win. Like it, it is a cliche as old as time of it, it's always tough to get a road win in the Big Ten, no matter who you are, no matter who you're playing. So that's why I feel good about Michigan State going into Minnesota's barn. And like you said, you know, fine start for them. Just, yeah, it, fascinating team, though. Like they pretty much only play their starters. And beyond that, not no one else really. So. I wonder how hard that's going to catch up to Minnesota later on in the year when pretty much every single guy they're playing is logging 38, 39, some cases 40 minutes a, a night for the Gophers. So hope they're conditioned like the cross-country team. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed with how MSU started the season so far, especially coming off of last year. I did not have any fun last year. I, I It was just angst, pain, sadness the entire season. And to see a Michigan State team that's actually looking Knock on wood, decent so far this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I'm just uh, tickled by that. So, okay, I, I don't hate it. Don't hate the start for Michigan State in Big Ten play. And they also got a pretty nice start to the schedule in Big Ten play as they will bring in Penn State on Saturday at 2. And, of course, I probably just jinxed that. Penn State will win by 12 now that I said that out loud, but it's a future me problem. Yeah, with Minnesota, I mean, it's a team not playing anybody right now, but Ben Johnson really in his first year just kind of had to throw up at anything that he could and see what sticks. A lot of those guys come in from D2 schools, smaller conference schools, just schools around Minneapolis too. So yeah. it seems like right now he has his guys, maybe later as the season goes on, he gains some trust at least and deals a little bit more minutes out to some more of those role players. But we'll see what ends up happening. Like, like you said, winning on the road is not easy. Minnesota, I thought about putting yep. it out on Twitter last night. Minnesota, like Michigan State, look out. Minnesota's been good at home. but And then put the little asterisk in a season when there were no fans there and nobody on the team yeah. is still sure. on the team <laughs> now. But it's, it's, still, yeah. it's still hard to win away from uh, East Lansing in Michigan State's case. Speaking yeah. of Michigan State, still Peach Bowl. It, it was a good pick for the Michigan State Spartans, if you ask me. I don't know how much more you could ask for as far as where you end up on that Big Ten totem pole, but it's obviously, it's huge. I don't need to tell you about yeah. what this means, but Michigan State very well deserving. Yeah, we're, we're absolutely jazzed about it. I mean, we're pretty fired up here. And it was a pretty easy selection for the committee, right? I mean, there was really only four teams that could have filled out these rest of these at-large bowl bids. Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Pitt, and of course, Michigan State. 
of those three other teams, Michigan State maybe got the most unfavorable matchup for them as they have Will Heisman finalist Kenny Pickett slinging the ball and, of course, the Blitnikoff winner, best receiver in the nation, who, like a good podcast co-host, can't remember the name of right now, but I'm sure it'll come to me right when we hang up on this call. But regardless, that is a offense that is terrifying, terrifying for Michigan State fans because, well, all Michigan State fans know on our defensive side of the ball is, oh, boy. Do we love to get carved off in the passing game? With that said, Pitt's offensive coordinator's already left. Kenny Pickett was on the Dan Patrick show earlier this week and didn't say whether he was going to play or not in the Peach Bowl. And I feel like if you're not being a hard commit, then, oh, there's actually a good chance that he might not even play this game. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a shame? So hopefully uh, the, the Pitt Panthers keep dropping out of this game because, hey, I know, and some state fans are saying this, like, oh, no, we want to beat them at their best. Like, I just want, I just want to beat them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heart stop at beat them. At their best, don't care. Don't care if Pat Narduzzi himself suits up for the Pitt Panthers. Like, hey, man, I'm, I'm just here to try to have a, a good time on December 30th. That's that's all I care about right now. So, but hey, at the end of the day, New Year's Six Bowl for a team that was supposed to win four or five games according to Vegas, it, it's all good over here, man. All good. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to play, but he's already changing the rules of college football. He won't be able to uh, do that fake slide if he ends up going to the Peach Bowl. NCAA not even waiting until the offseason to strike down that one. They're right, but it was fun. You know what? I, I don't like the move, but I respect the hell out of when he did it. If you're if you're gonna do that stunt, don't do it when you're up like 30 points against a non conference opponent. No, 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 no. First drive of your conference championship game. If you're going to do this once in a lifetime move, you, you better make it count. About and you too. know what? Yeah. Kenny Pickett, you genius. You did make it count. So, yeah, I, I don't like the move, but I love, love the, the spot he did it in. Yeah, yeah, because that. that's, that's practice. That, that, there's no way that was done in the moment. The way that he no, had to, like, no, do it with no. his body and make it look so good, it, it had to be done hundreds of times before. You're right. He had it in the yeah. back pocket, no doubt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Genius. It was genius. It really was, but yeah, can't, can't have that around college football. No, no, (laughs) I I don't. I, again, I'm with it. It seems like defenders already have enough going against them. Can't really give a runner that kind of an advantage, but it was really, really cool to watch the one time work. And he finished the job too. There's a lot of ways for him to get pushed out of bounds in that play. Maybe if he, it doesn't go into the end zone, it doesn't even get noticed as much, but uh, yeah, it was incredible play incredible just uh moment all around he's going to be remembered for that at the very least the rest of the way but who knows maybe a a heisman trophy even though i doubt that but we'll see yeah let's move on here on locked on big 10 again it's basketball season now football is wrapped up at least for a little bit in big 10 games bowl games are starting up soon but for now we got to switch our money over to the basketball side and see what there is to go for over the weekend. Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans is in to talk with us about it here in just a moment. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game. The grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and more. Plus, accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang 
puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. We'll get right back to the show in just a second, but first, this is it. The putt to win the tournament, but as you go back to hit it, the visor falls over your eyes. Now, this could be how you're running your business. It's a whole lot to deal with right now, dealing with the business, especially in these times. And a lot of people are doing it with poor visibility because they're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a once-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Back in on Locked On Big Ten, Matt Sheehan is in to talk about everything going on across the Big Ten right now. Going to switch things up a little bit and get into more all Big Ten stuff with Matt. As we've talked with our Michigan guy, Isaiah Hull, yesterday about what he thought about Michigan selections to this all Big Ten team. We talked to uh, Asher Lowe, I'm sorry, of the Locked On Badgers podcast earlier in the week about the Wisconsin ones too. And Michigan State obviously well represented as well as one of the top teams in the country and obviously in the conference too. Uh, Matt, a whole lot of selections onto this squad for Michigan State on the first and second teams. I mean, go ahead and run through everything for us and where you thought everything landed, maybe should have landed. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying that Kenneth Walker rightfully got his spot uh, as, you know, all Big Ten running back. Of course, he won running back of the year. And we'll get to me complaining about uh, all things Heisman here in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it was it was an OK uh, showing for Michigan State in the all Big Ten. I think Peyton Thorne got third team for both the media and coaches. No, I'm sorry. He got honorable mention because I was going to complain about him not making third team. That that's the agenda that I'm pushing right now. Um. Yeah, so Peyton Thorne misses out on getting one of the three teams for coaches and press for all Big Ten. Then again, you start to look at who else got it. Okay, C.J. Stroud, first team. Can't really complain there, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden O'Connell for, for Purdue, okay? He's the next guy up. Can't really complain about that, I guess, uh, especially after your team, uh, the Michigan State football Spartans, gave up uh, what seemed to be 13,000 passing yards through the air. So, yep, that's going to give him number two. And then number three being uh, Cade McNamara. That, that, now that's where it starts to get a little interesting because, you know, of course I'm going to come off as a salty Sparty, but I, I necessarily w- wasn't necessarily impressed with, with his numbers. I mean, yeah, of course he, once again, like every other quarterback in the conference, had some great numbers against Michigan State, but the rest of the season, okay, like he got the job done. He was pedestrian, but of course, if you're going to go off and win the Big Ten championship, I guess it's going to have some voters come in your favor and be like, well, Gotta throw the quarterback up there. So a little surprised that Peyton Thorne didn't make one of the top three teams, but at the same time, I get it. Um, as far as all the other positions on offense, like Jaden Reed, he got third team. Okay, all fine and well. There are a lot of good receivers in the Big Ten, no doubt about that. But I was a little surprised that Michigan State, I think they had three, if not four, offensive linemen make honorable mention uh for uh, I think it was the the media vote. And once again, Kenneth Walker, not just getting himself awards, but like he's also getting like those three linemen uh, awards as well. Cause 
listen, I, I don't think that Michigan State's offensive line was anything special this year. So for three of them to make just honorable mention all Big Ten, like, it's a, a little surprising. One, fine, understand. Two, okay, sure. Three, not the season I remember from the offensive line, but hey, you know what? I'm not going to complain over here about that. So that's, yeah. I will complain about Heisman, though, if you want me to. I, I'm going to bang off 45 minutes of, of just crying and moaning about that if, uh, if you need me to. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Built Bar has everything that you need for protein, either to get you through the day or to get you through a workout or something in particular. They've got all the kind of products that you want to need, whether it be like the powders or the actual gels, or of course, Built Bars themselves, 100% dark chocolate, less than 200 calories, less than 150 in most of them. And also all the protein with more than 15 grams and no carbs or sugars. It's really good for you stuff that tastes amazing too. It doesn't look like a protein bar, but it is all the same stuff that you get in all the other protein bars that you've tried. It just tastes better. And you can head on over to built.com, sorry, built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. They've got new holiday flavors coming out right now. So again, head on over to the site. It's built.com and take a look at everything that they have to offer. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Uh, Kenneth Walker not selected not. to that ceremony. And uh, I mean, you were talking about it before we went on a little bit about why that's just kind of ridiculous on paper, even. Uh, go ahead and tell everyone what you were saying to me. Yeah, it is. And okay, fine. So you have your four finalists, right? And I, I could, you know, I, I'm, I'm bitter enough and I'm salty enough where I could shoot all four down. Even Bryce Young, I, I can go off about him and why he should get invited just because that's how emotional and hurt I am. But We'll start with uh, the guy who I think really I'm very fascinated by getting the invite. And that's, you'd think it's Aiden Hutchinson. No, it's not. I'm fine. You know, he, he's a great defensive player and a great defensive team. Is it Kenny Pickett? Does he have the benefit of the doubt of playing in a group of five conference known as the ACC? Sure. I'm more peeved about CJ Stroud though. CJ hmm. Stroud went 10 and two with Ohio state. Great offense. You know, he, he didn't completely derail a Ferrari. Tell me, though, if you think that any other quarterback in Ohio State's room or at the conference, by and large, also wouldn't go 10-2. and two. Like, I understand that every year it's like, oh, man, it's the Alabama quarterback. They just won. Or, oh, great, the Ohio State quarterback got invited. Usually that's because at least they're accomplishing something as a team, like conference championship. They're going to be winning a national title here in the future. I would get it if C.J. Stroud was just invited as the token, like, oh, okay, Ohio State quarterback, they had a good season, here you go. 10 and two for Ohio state this year. That, that is objectively a bad season. Like that, that is not a good year. They lost to Oregon when they're missing their two best players. They also crashed the car against Michigan to end the season. And now like, okay, I get, he put up gaudy stats. He also is throwing to three guys that are going to be going in the top two rounds of the NFL draft in the future. He's got a running back that once again, either first rounder or second rounder in the future, like, He's not even the, the, the top, a top three player on his offense. You could argue he's not even a top four player on his offense, but okay, just lazy voters just, oh, who put up a lot of yards this year? Oh, C.J. Stroud did. Yeah, let's just send him over. So, like, if you want to know who, who I'm really upset at, that, that, that's, that's the guy. Hey, fine player. It's not his fault. He didn't vote for himself, obviously. It's just, by and large, the, the whole voting, the, the national media that gets the votes and just falling apart and being lazy. But once again, and I said this on the podcast too, is Michigan free of all fault? No, of course not. Like, hey, a lot of this happened second to last week of the season where your secondary 
immediately has Ohio State go up 28 to zero before like fans are even in their seats. And then with that said, Kenneth Walker, a little dinged up. Are we going to be throwing this hurt guy in the game to try to get us back into a game that's, oh God, now it's 42 to zero. No, you're going to only have him run six carries. Make sure he's healthy for the next week, the bowl game, the rest of his career. So a little bit, you can also, and I hate to say it, but you can thank the Michigan State defense for, for that as well. So that's, yeah, not completely, completely uh, pushing off fault on everyone else. Michigan State can look in the mirror a little bit for that one as well. So that's I think I think that ends ends my rant there. Yeah, I'm not well. I'm not well at all. So <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it was partly I guess just the way that the schedules played out. But Michigan was that third team out of three. It ends up corresponding that way with who we see representing the Big Ten at that ceremony. Player from Ohio State, player from Michigan. I agree yeah. with everything you said. C.J. Stroud has a quarterback room there where you could easily argue. Anyone who was in yeah. it would have had a similar kind of season. But at the same time, I mean, it was a record-breaking numbers season from Ohio State kind of pace that they were on for a very, very long time. And C.J. Mm -hmm. Stroud did break a lot of records, I think, for Ohio State, or at least a few of those big passing records that the Buckeyes had throughout that first season of his He's going to be back, so I, I mean, yeah. you can make that argument too as far as what his Heisman kind of validity is this season. But he obviously had a just outstanding year as a freshman and had just kind of established himself as a finalist or contender, front runner for, I think, just the majority of that year in a way that Kenneth Walker III never really did. And whether that's fair or not is a different discussion. But I do think that's when you say – the media are the people who decides this that ends up playing a whole whole lot into the way this was the narrative behind yeah. cj stroud was a lot different than what the narrative behind kenneth walker was the entire season really outside of the week surrounding that big game against ohio state or michigan mm -hmm. yeah yeah sorry yeah and like another big talking point too that i just completely glossed over is that like just like i said earlier like you plug any other quarterback into ohio state probably going 10 and 2 Plug anyone else in where Kenneth Walker is, no way Michigan State's going 10 and 2. Like, I think they go maybe 7 and 5, 6 and 6, perhaps. And that's the upsetting part, too. It's not like Kenneth Walker elevated this team into becoming, oh, a Music City Bowl team or a Jacksonville Tax Layer Bowl team. Like, no, no. He put MSU into a New Year's Six Bowl almost single handedly. Like, you take him out of some of these games. I, I don't know if they're beating Michigan. I actually, I do know. They're not beating Michigan without him. Like, are they going to beat uh, Penn State without his 130 yards? I got a hard time believing that. I mean, great game against Miami. Like, his whole season littered with great games. And it's just he, no award for whatsoever. He's probably the guy that impacted his team the most in the nation the entire season. And nothing to show for it. Well, unless you're the Walter Camp voting committee or the Doak Walker committee. But that's not what I'm here to complain about. I... I I understand it's a conversation to be had and maybe we should have it at another time about just what exactly do you define those Heisman qualifications as I believe the definition is most outstanding college football player of yeah, the year sure. and that's 100% up to interpretation still so it's again yeah. just another conversation that probably needs to be had about exactly how are the people who are voting on this uh, looking at who this needs to be to be quite honest kind of like the way the college football hit playoff has changed in a way where uh, pretty much since the implementation of the Pac-12 title game, the committee hasn't yeah. really had to make a tough choice. In the same way, the Heisman hasn't really been that tough of a choice for a lot of years as of late. Uh, this one is 
maybe the most up in the air that we've had in a while. So we'll see what ends up happening yeah. when they get to that ceremony. Unfortunately, Kenneth Walker III will not be there, but two Big Ten representatives will be again. Not exactly who Matt Sheehan wants to see or the uniform no. Matt Sheehan wants to Frauds. see out there right. in New York. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> it's always fun having you on. Always fun yeah, having no. you on to talk. And we'll get you back on next week, I know. And we'll hopefully be able to talk more betting with you here. We were stupid and didn't realize when basketball lines come out compared to uh, football lines. So we'll get more and more prepared for that next time Matt's on here on Locked On Big Ten. Until then, Matt, remind everyone where they can get a hold of what you're up to in between your appearances here on the show. Of course, Locked On Spartans five days a week. And then uh, yell at me on Twitter at Sheehan underscore sports. Uh, Locked On Big Ten's Monday through Friday, every single day of your work week. You can get in tune on what's going on in your conference Stay tuned in to our show first every day of the week. And of course, once you're done here, head on over to Locked On Spartans and let Matt know that you care about what he's saying every day too. We'll be back on Monday with more. Jay Stevens will hopefully be back in. He hasn't been able to be in the last couple of weeks. Was sick. Then Ohio State started basketball season. He's doing real reporter journalism kind of stuff instead of the just talking that we do here on the show. So nice. we let him do his thing, but hopefully he's back in time for a Monday program. Until then, for Matt Sheehan, I'm Nate Dickinson. You've been listening into Locked On Big Ten.